Hey there guys this is Amish Parmar over here and this is Rohan this side and let's get this episode started नमस्कार को मैं हर एपिसोड में नई लैंग्वेज में बोलेगा इतना उसी बहाने लिस्नर्स को लगेगा कि आई एम स्मार्ट बिकॉज मेनी ऑफ माई फ्रेंड्स हु लिसन टू आर पॉडकास्ट दे से रोहन इज सो स्मार्ट आई फील जेलेस आई हैव ऑल्सो हर्ट दैट यस दैट यू आर सो स्मार्ट यस फेयर इनफ फेयर इनफ श्योर योर आर्ग्यूमेंट्स आर स्मार्ट बट वेल या दे आर स्मार्ट आई ऑल्सो एग्री टू दैट सो बोल दो बोल दो बैचलर्स में आपने टॉप किया है यू हैव गॉट सीट इन द पुणे यूनिवर्सिटी दैट ऑल नथिंग नथिंग मैटर्स डूड मार्क्स डू नॉट आई थिंक व्हाट आई हैव बीन वंडरिंग अबाउट इन द लास्ट एक्चुअली कपल ऑफ मंथ्स इज जस्ट अबाउट हाउ इम्पोर्टेंट योर फर्स्ट जॉब इज and there are many lenses that you can apply to think about why it may or may not be the most important thing in your life um so the first lens that i want to discuss was you being able or unable to switch sectors after your first job so for example i did my teach for india fellowship after my masters which put me into the education slash non profit sector after which again i became um the vice principal of a school which is again a non profit so i firmly put myself into the education slash non profit sector and now i was just thinking in future me 5 6 10 15 years down the line do i still want to be in the same sector and my answer was even if i consider that my answer was no and i want to switch sectors a very good way for me to do it would be to do an mba because many people use mba as a pivot in their career they will use that to switch their sectors so i was just going through the leading mbas in india and i was going through the curriculum so I remember since my 11th and 12th grade whenever i have been going through curriculums of various courses maybe be bachelor's courses maybe engineering courses uh maybe be integrated masters anything that i went through i always felt excited but when i was going through the mba curriculum i did not feel excited at all they were talking about marketing product management general management business fundamentals so on and so forth and i felt no tinge i felt no excitement i felt no curiosity while going through the curriculum of any of the leading mba programs of the country and one of my hypothesis is that's because i have developed some kind of expertise in education now uh which i want to bank on and hence anything related to business which i have zero exposure to not through my studies nor through my experience i don't feel any affinity towards it so that's one of the hypothesis why i feel like it's going to be difficult for me to switch sectors and hence your first job becomes very very important because that's where you start forming your likings dislikings your expertise so on and so forth so do you feel the same about your job i have not given this question a serious thought I think both of us are in our first jobs right now. So I personally am not thinking of switching sectors. At least I would like like to be in this sector. Uh, just for everyone's information, even I am in the educational slash government sector. So I really like this sector. And if I have to switch, I would like to switch to education slash non-profit sector in which Rohan is working right now. So education is something that I am 
really you know i wouldn't say passionate but like exactly your words i have the expertise in this field right now and i would like to use those expertise and you know take a step forward because if you switch sectors you have to begin from step number 1 again all the way down so when you were talking about uh, the curriculum of mba courses not exciting you anymore i was exactly having the opposite thoughts because it is something new it was exciting for me product management fundamentals of business all those things sounded exciting to me but i think both of us were looking at looking at it through a very different lens you were very serious about it you were looking at the curriculum with the hopes of perhaps doing it actually and switching to mba i was just thinking of it as oh this sounds interesting let's just read a couple of articles about it and be done with it so that's what i like uh, that's what i found exciting i wouldn't want to do a mba course because bas yuh hi nahi karta so and yes what you are saying definitely makes sense but then on the counter argument side it would be like if you step into a sector that's it you technically can never get out if you are not courageous enough right because as time progresses you are building building up more and more experience in that sector and agar tumko a sector switch karna hai then you sort of face some difficulties because you start from square one you need to you know work on a new set of skills and all those things happen and perhaps you are not there are other commitments also perhaps family or financial commitments which you have to take into account once you grow old so all those things sounds little scary but what i would like to pose a question to you is why why do you want to switch sectors matlab when you when you decided ki all right mujhe i i want to be in the education slash non profit field i'm sure you would have given it enough thought in the first place and then decided to be in it and i am sure you are doing a great job there but why would you want to switch sectors if not jobs a one line summary is just <laughs> five years back i might have been stupid and naive <laughs> um the reason i'm saying this is back then i just imagined myself being single all life having no responsibilities my parents taking care of themselves and i have to just earn for myself and when i had to choose between money and work satisfaction work satisfaction came very easy because money was never the problem because there were no responsibilities that has changed so now me being into a relationship and recently like i have seen a few people around me or a few people's parents around me contract diseases like cancer um and this is one scenario that i had never imagined so explicitly happening to me and in such cases the financial burden that comes on the individual or the family is just huge and i feel like it's just a scary situation to not being able to handle that financial burden at least at this point of time so right now also sometimes i feel anxious because if a similar financial burden were to come upon me i will not be able to afford it at all obviously i need not face that financial burden right now because my pains are still earning but that will be for one more year next year my dad gets retired and then i will be the sole earner of the family so for some reason the four year i am 26 the 22 year old rohan did not really consider these options very very seriously um so i was just naive so the non profit sector education sector has a lot to offer you and i if you want i can list them down like what does it offer the one of the drawbacks is just that you're not going to earn as much as your private counterparts well that's all that's what the name says right it's not for profit so if you are not making any profit what you are earning is just the bare minimum you would get right but i agree uh, i won't say it's bare minimum mm-hmm. i don't feel it's bare minimum even in the non profit sector if you're talented and hard working you 
यू मेक डिसेंट तो यू कैन लिव अ डिसेंटली लग्जूरियस एंड कंफर्टेबल लाइफ इवन इन अ नॉन प्रॉफिट इज जस्ट दैट एनी बिग लग्जरी और एनी बिग फाइनेंशियल कैलामिटी यू विल बी शेकन ओके सो व्हाट यू आर फीलिंग व्हेन यू आर लाइक 22 आई एम फीलिंग राइट नाउ एट दिस मोमेंट ऑफ टाइम यू एंड आई आई वाज मतलब यू यू गेट व्हाट आई एम ट्राइंग टू से एट दिस मोमेंट ऑफ टाइम आई फील एग्जैक्टली द सेम वे यू फेल्ट कि आई डोंट हैव एनी सॉर्ट ऑफ रिस्पांसिबिलिटीज फाइनेंशियली आई एम नॉट प्लानिंग टू आई एम प्लानिंग टू स्टे सिंगल जॉब सेटिस्फैक्शन इज वे 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 इंपॉर्टेंट टू मी देन मनी सो ऑल दोज थिंग्स हो रहा है मुझे सो I hope uh, five years down the line, I don't feel the same way you do right now. But uh, it's not easy to. I mean, I know it's in- inevitable. कभी ना कभी तो आएगा ही. And some sometime or the other, money will start mattering more than job satisfaction. But that's just that is extremely sad. I feel. I mean, I don't know. Just feel so sad that you have to prioritize money over job satisfaction. I mean. I don't think Very you have sad. to prioritize money over job satisfaction. I feel like there's enough in this world to offer where you can have both together. It's just that you have to keep finding it and you have to keep upskilling yourself so that you are able enough to do that kind of job. So I feel like there's so much to offer in this world right now. I'm sure there are plenty of jobs or roles where you can make good money and be satisfied. And again, a job satisfaction is a little tricky word. Now, if by job satisfaction you mean I feel good because I have educated a couple of people, or I have run a school for the needy and that uplifts the society. Um, if that's what you're looking for, that you can get also from say volunteering every weekend. You volunteer for eight hours Saturday, Sunday, and you will get. if not the same but somewhat similar feeling but if by job satisfaction you mean you being in the moment during the job you really enjoying the job whenever new problem comes up at their job you look forward to solving it and whenever you do solve it you feel extremely accomplished so this is an engagement lens of feeling satisfied in the job if that's what you're looking for the job market i feel like has a lot to offer these days the job market might have a lot to offer but you won't know that until you experience it right and you cannot say that okay this sounds exciting and i'll do it it may or may not be as satisfied from the engagement point of view right that's true that's true so yeah. it's always a risk yeah that's always hmm. a risk true correct so till now we have sort of agreed upon that the first job gets you into a sector which is kind of difficult to get out of correct if you want to bank on that skill set but of course there will be some skills which are sort of common in all like i don't know public speaking perhaps some skills are very you know naturally needed for any sort of job that you do patience being one of them punctuality right correct so all of these are extremely important skills or rather i would say they call it soft skills so these are soft skills that are necessary for any job sadly no one is going to offer you a job because of your soft skills any established firm or any good manager is going to hire you for the talents that you have um either natural talents that you already have that's what they will look for if you are in the first 5 years of your employment you're just starting out to work and experience manager will look out for strengths strengths meaning talents which have been converted into strengths by working on them um so no one is going to hire you for your punctuality or your communication skills or your calm in the storm they are always going to look out for like, at least the good ones going to look out for talents and strengths that you can use in your role okay okay you sound too corporate the experience of which i do not have but okay cool cool so that's lens number 1 lens number 1 was you may or may not be stuck so there are some career paths where it's very obvious to there's a path laid down by the industry for you to actually switch for example if you do computer science engineering you will code for say 10 to 15 years after coding for 10 to 15 years you slowly rise to a position of a uh, team lead where you are leading a team of coders um 
to complete a project and slowly you start pivoting into product management leadership uh, general management and you get converted from a coder to a manager uh, many times these coders also pivot into say consulting roles where they have understood the technology side of it they have experienced a little bit of management and now they are ready to learn uh, management consulting for example looking everything from a business point of view so in some sectors there are natural segues there are natural paths to pivot into next sectors but again you have to be like when you are entering into a job you don't realize how much this job is going to cost you or it's going to anchor you in the same sector uh, based on which sector you are uh, placing yourself into so that was the first lens second lens which you can use is just the culture i feel like your first job is going to be a very big psychological anchor for what does an organizational culture look like in the world and obviously there are the entire spectrum is from a very encouraging loving high competition uh, work environment to the other side being very very toxic um yeah just very toxic work environment so i started thinking about this again when there was a hdfc bank meeting zoom call that was surfaced on the internet where you can see the hdfc uh, leadership team member just abusing hdfc branch managers for i'm assuming not meeting the targets literally abusing like using abusive language to address them because they had not met their targets i know in my organization where teachers have failed miserably either because they don't really possess the skill and it was a wrong hire that they are failing miserably or they have some cultural issue where they are creating a lot of problems for the team environment so we fired these teachers but even when we we fired them for such reasons we have been so polite we have been so loving and we have been so respectful throughout i feel like your first work environment will really anchor your expectations of culture from your organization that you're going to work for for your entire life um and i don't know if i should consider myself fortunate or unfortunate but my first workplace it's like teach for india and i teach have similar culture it's not drastically different but it's it's mostly centered around care and love and respect for each other so i wonder if i switch into an organization where if not say abusing each other for not meeting our targets but um just not warm enough work culture if i'll be able to survive in it because culture is such an important part of your like it's such an important element of your experience of a work culture so i again feel like your first job's culture is going to be important for you throughout your career now this is something i can absolutely resonate to the place that i work at hbcsc homi baba center for science education has such an amazing and superb and loving culture that everyone who leaves hbcsc and i talk to them they are like ki it's a very bad place to have your first job because it sets up so high expectations of the world that anywhere you go to work you will have such caring mentors and everyone your whole team will be so nice but that isn't the case sadly so like people who leave hbcsc and go to work somewhere else find it difficult to gel with the culture just because hbcsc ka culture is so good but yes this is something that i have been thinking and i am prepared for it i am i am very sure that wherever i work it will sort of be a downgrade in the terms of work culture wise from compared to my first job here by the way just for the record i feel hbcsc just hold extremely low expectations from their employees that's the sense i've got when i have spoken to you about it um yeah i just wanted to say that on record <laughs> well i wouldn't say extremely uh, low sense of expectations uh i don't know how would i put it but that is definitely not how would i put it it's just that we don't have we are not a corporate organization we don't have targets we do our jobs in the best possible way we can and if we are not up to the mark we get mentored we get told ki okay this is something that you lack maybe you work on this 
and maybe improve on it but this hardly happens because we generally try to give our best but aisa nahi hai ki nahi hua hai i have been aisa hua hai past mein ki okay amish this is perhaps something i expected more from you and you could have done better but it's okay you can improve on these things and maybe next time you can do uh, better than that so aisa hota hai okay but one thing that i feel if i'm using corporate language our clients would be teachers hmm. so we i personally work for teachers we conduct teacher training programs so when so when your clients are teachers how do you get feedback from them one way to get feedback or one way to know that if you have lived up to the expectations or not is through feedback forms i think that is the most easiest way out there hmm. of course you get a sense of how well did you do when you have some informal interactions with them hmm. but you formally agar aapko chahiye so you do feedback forms and every feedback form you do i feel it is just a waste of time and energy because i have never seen uh, i have had given sessions where i personally feel i did a very bad job but everyone is saying it's either very good or excellent hmm. so i think in the government sector people have just been trained to say everything is good everything is very good that builds up a, sel- a false sense of uh, you know false sense of your caliber ki acha main itna acha perform kar raha hu ki 100 teachers are saying i am excellent hmm. but i deep down i know ki no i could have done little better there i could have improved on this so all those things happen but yeah work culture wise i don't think so hbcse and and if you are not able to live someone else's expectations there is your own personal sense of expectation right ki yaar this is something i could have done better to agar tumhara wohi galat hai if you don't feel happy and satisfied enough then it doesn't matter if 100 people tell you you are very good so yeah that's that i know we have debated about feedback forms a lot i truly believe if you as a facilitator of the session are very very honest before giving the feedback form that i really need this feedback uh, please just don't put excellent because you are just used to putting excellent and you want to please your managers back in the government or in your school please mm. don't do that i feel like if the facilitator is able to align the participants well on this you do get genuine feedback um and feedback i don't feel is the best metric to understand how good you were in the session or not anyway mm-hmm. i feel like the best mm-hmm. metric is the mastery of whatever you are teaching them about say for example you are teaching this new mm-hmm. interesting way of teaching parts of a respiratory system through a quiz and there's a new type of quiz which is very very mm-hmm. engaging so my end test of that session would be okay now go into groups of 5 and actually try to practice this method of teaching mm. in your small groups and when they are um practicing mm. it i will either rate them or they will rate each other and whatever is the final rating of the teacher of conducting mm. that quiz would be the mastery of that session mm. i feel like that's the best metric if say for example 100% mm. of your participants have learned what they should have learned by the end of the session and their feedback is very very pathetic mm. i feel like you still done an amazing job but the other way around where well, they have given you amazing mm-hmm. feedback like real genuinely they have given you positive feedback they really enjoyed your session but at the end of the session they have mm-hmm. not mastered the skill of taking that quiz in the new way that you expected them to and again feel it's a bad mm-hmm. session so i feel like it's a very small part of me gauging how good a session was i think bulk of it comes from mastery so in non profit sectors the interesting thing is you're providing services mm. which has no demand in all other sectors <laughs> they are producing services and products which have demand and because they have demand they are producing it they are improving the quality to meet those demands here in our cases mm. the demand is zero we are forcing our services and products on other people for example in your case the government teachers who are least interested in getting that training mm-hmm. and they are not going to implement it in their classes anyway in my case it is the students and their parents mm-hmm. like the students don't want to learn mm-hmm. yes and we are forcing them to learn the secondary consumer of our product is the parents of the students right they are students get a good education and they a promise for a better future now the parents don't want their students to be educated and i have evidences for that they will not come for the ptsm what are the school expects out of them as a parent they'll not do all of that which tells me they are they also don't want a quality education but we school and our teachers are hell bent on giving a quality education 
and again in such cases i feel like the best way to understand that so it in for profits it's very easy right you look at the profits and whatever is the profit is your success it's very simple if your product is good it will be used <laughs> and that's how you measure your success mm-hmm. in our case because there's no demand and we are forcibly providing services and products to zero demand the best way to gauge whether you're successful or not is just numbers like what are their exam scores how many people are going to top colleges so on and so forth mm-hmm. well the mastery point that you said right so mastery point is absolutely i i totally agree with that and surprisingly we have just a couple of months back initiated a new model where we exactly do that when we take sessions with students or when a teacher takes session with students what should he or she does is uh, they will take the session with half the class and then the next day the half of the half of the class jiske sath session liya hai they will teach it to the rest of the students mm. so that's a very good way to gauge ki acha students ko samjha hai kya because if they are able to explain it to their friends then we can say ki okay samjha uh, or, or, or the teacher has done a good job so that i feel is quite exciting but on the other hand it also has lot of uh, i feel i i see potential problems uh, but of course uh, the more you work on it the more you will improve on it so that's quite exciting uh, mm. but when you are taking sessions with teachers i feel dynamics change because usme mastery nahi aata because what i am teaching teachers they already know it they have more teaching experience than my age mm. so aisa nahi ki unko nahi aata but we just want them to learn and to teach their students in a better manner in which students are more engaged and they find it exciting and it builds up on their curiosity but yes i am sure there would be better metrics than just a feedback form i agree to that cool <laughs> yes so what we had first was uh, first was how do you summarize it in sentence uh, it becomes a anchor you get anchored in your sector and the second one was how satisfied you are uh, with the work culture there right yeah if it is a amazing work culture then basically you're spoiled for life mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that is something i feel you and i both will face because i i guess eventually both of us will go out of these organizations to some place else yeah and the last lens there's another lens yeah so the last lens is that from a work life balance lens i think is quite self explanatory right now so the first two years in teach for india were difficult for me i was supremely challenged and used to work very very much like i used to work till 7 8 pm every day and i used to work very very often on saturday sundays like saturday was working for me so obviously i'm working on saturdays and sundays also most sundays i've worked um so that was teach for india then i switched to i teach as a lead teacher where again my work life balance was bad uh i was thoroughly challenged in my year one of uh vice principal role and very similar i used to work till 7 8 pm i used to work on sundays however something changed last year so last year i had very good work life balance almost every day i was at home at 6 to 6 to 10 was free time for me i could do whatever and it was not around work and i hardly worked on any sunday maybe twice i worked on sundays last academic year and i can see the same pattern this year as well so it it's difficult for me to imagine going back to the previous rhythms of working now Uh, even if i move up the ladder in the same organization so i am just wondering if i'll ever be able to go back to the previous state of affairs with respect to work because ab iska basically chaska lag gaya i i feel like i will not be able to go back to that rhythm so that's the third lens um your first job is going to decide but contradictory this this is not my first experience right i feel like the early in your career if you experience this then you become spoiled that's my conclusion of the third lens to operate with bhai bhai you should you should stop talking about getting spoiled because that is exactly what i have been doing here since last around 4 years at hbcse getting spoiled because it has an amazing culture it has it offers an insanely amazing work life balance 
so yeah i i think this episode is going to prepare me at least mentally to get rid of that because i have been applying at places and all of them say ki saturday working and i just can't understand the whole idea why saturday working matlab why do you need a six day week matlab that has that is the thing of the past wo 90s mein hota tha now it should be a five day week man i just can't help it but yeah but on the other hand you said ki chaska lag gaya hai but if you are enjoying your work i feel maybe you will be able to put in because again it is something that comes from within right you know ki these are your set of responsibilities and if you are able to do them every day till 6 o'clock amazing but if you are not able to do them i think you will end up working little late and wo ho jayega matlab i feel even if you go to a new place you will take some time to get used to it so initially perhaps 6 months a year you will need to give that uh, extra commitment or extra time to your work and then again when you get used to it again you will come back to your proper work life balance hmm. so i had two things to quote from a book called psychology of money so the first quote is not related to what we are speaking right now it's something that we spoke about about 10 15 minutes back um when hmm. we said that like i said that i was stupid 4 5 years back and you said that i am in that phase right now where i feel like i'll be single for life and then i need not take care of my parents financially so on and so forth um and i was at a similar place 4 5 years back there is this chapter in psychology of money which says you will change so whatever you think mm. about yourself in the future is not going to happen like your priorities are going to change your life circumstances are going to change and hence assuming that whatever is your state of priorities right now is going to be constant till the end of time is just wrong so i felt like that resonated with mm-hmm. me a lot and the books advise on making these career choices or financial uh, choices is don't try to go towards the extremes whenever you are making such choices because generally when you're at an extreme and your life circumstances change that's where you experience the most amount of jerk um so that's one thing i wanted to quote um second thing i wanted to quote was um it says something along the lines of if you have to do what you love at a time when you don't want to do it or for the amount of time that you don't want to do it you'll start hating it mm mm-hmm. mm So what money buys you is the choice. You have you have quoted this. Yeah, you have quoted this multiple times in the past. Correct. So when you when you shared that mm-hmm. if you don't complete your work at 6 p.m., you will do it afterwards. That I will do because I have a sense of responsibility, but I will not enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And even and even if I did enjoy it during the work time, I will start disliking it because I have to do it after work time every day. For example. Mm-hmm. yesterday evening i just opened my laptop after school at home to my usual thing to do after school is just watch a ran- watch a bunch of random youtube videos so that's the purpose i opened my laptop with and i saw hmm. some work sheet that was on my screen and i could not help myself to work upon that sheet so yesterday for around 30 to 40 minutes i spent time working on a project called great team coordinators in my school which is my project this year so that i really really enjoyed and that did not bring me down because that was coming out of choice and i really enjoyed doing that and if i did not do that it would not have severe consequences like if i don't have a lesson plan and i have to teach tomorrow it is going to have severe consequences um so i feel like mm-hmm. working after working hours for because of something because it is something that you really really enjoy and you can't wait to finish it i feel like that's a positive thing then when you have to do something because it's your responsibility and it will have severe consequences i feel like it's just a sad situation well you just said something which i have been wondering about quite some time you said if i don't have a lesson plan and i have to teach tomorrow it will have serious consequences correct is that right yes why why like i i don't get it why what is more important is it is it what's more important is 
having a lesson plan more important or going and taking the session more important both of them are equally important i feel suppose you have a lesson plan and you get sick and you can't go and deliver Correct. or oh, wait let's let's not that, that's a different story suppose you have a lesson plan mm. you go to the lecture and you forget everything mm. or maybe things don't go according to your plan you had you sort of had uh, listed down some prerequisites which you thought students of this standard should know but they don't mm. and then you have to end up explaining those prerequisites mm. so your lesson plan goes down the drain mm. so i don't know why why people are so obsessed with lesson plans matlab mm. and they wanted to be concrete matlab aisa bhi nahi ki yaar ha mere dimag mein hai i will do this i'll do this i'll do this nahi 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 likh ke chahiye ppt banao are why are you wasting time on making lesson plans i don't get it maybe maybe a topic for another day i don't know if uh, if that's the case but i just wanted to put it out there ki i just don't get people's fascination with lesson plans fellas preparing for your lecture preparing for your session is a different story that is not a lesson plan hmm. lesson plan is something very concrete where you put down steps okay step 1 step 2 this is my end goal these are the learning objectives matlab i pata nahi so maybe it's it's a thing which corporates do i don't know so i can go into a lot of detail as to why a lesson plan is important but i can try and convince you by just two sentences first sentence is research shows that well written lesson plans amount to better student learning outcomes that's one so that's okay. that's something that research is telling you second in my experience i don't know a single amazing teacher who does not lesson plan well like in my experience mm-hmm. good lesson planning is a prerequisite to ama- being an amazing teacher Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, these these two sentences do make sense, but I would like to delve deep in this some other point of time. Yeah. And since you have so much experience on making lesson plans, maybe you will tell me yeah. why it is the two sentences that you said. Why are that? Why that is the case? Maybe some Definitely. other time. But yeah, yeah, coming back to our work-life balance when it comes to our first jobs. Wow, sorry, we digressed a lot. I forgot what were we talking about. Ha, <laughs> ha. We were talking about. Uh, you were saying that if you lo- love doing something, but if you have to do it at a time you don't want to, for amount of time you don't want to, you will start hating it. Correct. That that does make sense. But uh, yeah, money gets you freedom. It absolutely does. And that freedom is freedom of choice to do what you want when you mm-hmm. want and for the amount of time you want to do. <laughs> reading self help books is not that bad after all <laughs> but yeah they will never compare to the amazing adventures fictional books take you to <laughs> uh. so is there is there no fourth lens no these were the three lens that i was looking at this through i think there should be a lens from a outside perspective as well as in from the perspective of someone who is going to hire you next when you eventually either switch jobs or switch sectors what let me ask you this what role does your first job play in your career in the sense in the sense i mean your literal first job not the sector but the company that you are working in does do you think it has some some role to play 100% Where feel I'm like there's at, a role to play ha huh. Okay. So so yesterday I was talking to three of my grade ten students who have passed out. So they are now working with us as interns. So and I was having lunch with them, and they posed me this question: "Ki bhaiya, college important hota hai ki ham konsi college mein ja rahe hain?" So what I told them about college is actually true about your first job and your first company as well. So there's no guarantee in life. So one of the best colleges in India for engineering are the IITs. However, if you go to an mm. IIT, there's no guarantee that you will have an amazing career. Similarly, let's assume any not so great college, college X. If you go to college X, there's no guarantee that you'll have a pathetic career. However, the way you should think about the world is probability. Mm. So when you go into an IIT, you are 
highly probable that you're going to have a successful career and if you go to college x it's quite unlikely that you'll have a successful career so it's all about probabilities and i feel like the same is true with your jobs if your first company is not that well known is not a good brand is known or rather is infamous for a bad culture is infamous for not so great outcomes i feel like a probability of having a successful career reduces um so on and so forth so i feel like it's all about probabilities and the probabilities are shifted because of the company that you are part of currently i do agree to your point of probabilities but there are some very serious flaws with that one of them being the students who are able to get into iits they themselves have their career sort of highly probable towards a successful side because either they are super smart or they are super hard working right the question probably is probably both if a student probably both yeah 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 that's 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 more probable correct and but the question is if a student is able to get into iit but he chooses not to and goes to a normal college then how are the odds affected again i'm getting to the talent versus uh, you know skill kind of thing that we had discussed in the past i i'm sure we have right so I think how it's the same the external factors i feel it's the it's exact the same. same no so what i was trying to say was my argument holds mm-hmm. true even now i feel like that student who got an admission ticket into an iit should go to iit and not to some other college because i don't feel the outcome will be equally probable the outcome may be same mm-hmm. but it's not equally probable because in iits everyone else will be equally talented equally hard working and that mm-hmm. will affect his learning or her learning similar case with your first organization if the organization is known for its high expectations from each other if the organization is fo- known for outcome orientation if the organization is known for high quality coaching and support a person who got a job at that organization decides not to do that job and go to some other organization which is not so well known for these good qualities um the probability of them growing in both the organizations is different and hence at the end of that role end of the tenure in that role i feel like the probability are not going to be equal they are going to be different ha uh-huh. so i i also agree to this fact that it boils down to what sort of peers you get wherever you are either studying or working because your peers actually affect you in in many ways many ways indirectly that you are even not aware of but if if that's your argument i think a person should never go for a startup right because startup ka to kuch news hai hi nahi so then startup ka kya nahi news nahi na startup is not infamous startup has nothing it doesn't have positives nor does it have negatives so then ideally startups is where you have the maximum growth because you get to experience a lot of things because you are building the company from bottom up right so you have yeah. to play multiple roles in that right. that area you're not specialized in one role so you get experience of a lot of things and it's a great first job because you get to learn new things and perhaps it helps you decide key what do you actually want to do in life but according to your argument since it is not an amazing company nor it is a bad company it's a neutral company so should one go there if you have a choice of going to a, a decent company working there or a startup then what should your because then this argument doesn't hold then you take in other factors like finance paisa kitna mil raha and all those things but then this argument does not hold in certain situations i feel i think this argument still holds true because i don't feel like there's any difference between a startup group or hmm. a well established organization with thousands of employees see any organization you go you are going to interact at the most with 10 people correct mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. in most corporates the most people that you interact could be around 4 or 5 people the same case going to be correct. with startup and just because the startup is small and new it does not mean that it does not have any culture a startup can be just 5 people who have been working for the last 4 months 
and have an amazing mm-hmm. culture where they hold very high expectations from each other and are very supportive mm-hmm. and i can also imagine just four people working with a very toxic culture um is just mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you don't have enough data so it's more like exactly you're, you're basically risking you don't know the entire outcome or entire story about this organization so you're betting a lot by risking a lot for example you go for a company like jp morgan now it's well established and you know what kind of culture you will experience uh, more or less in this in that organization um hence it's easy to make that choice it's just that if you want to take more risk you can go to a startup and higher the risk higher the reward in jp morgan you will make crores mm. of rupees every year because that's your salary but in the startup you can make tens of crores every minute if you have stock options and <laughs> if it really okay. goes up <laughs> i feel like higher okay. the risk okay. higher the reward similar is the case with culture also right if you join the startup mm. in the initial phases and it, it culture is amazing and it becomes profitable you end up at the director level in a very small age so your reward mm. also goes up so i feel the argument is just is same is just that it's a little more risky because you don't have enough information it's not well established correct correct that explanation does make sense fair enough so now coming to the final question hmm. when are you when are you switching jobs slash sectors i don't know i don't Because i wish i had a clear answer <laughs> but you do plan to it seems so one thing is i want to move back to mumbai and if i want to move back to mumbai Correct. um and if i teach is still an option in mumbai i may just continue with i teach it would be a simpler hmm. choice to make um but if i move back to mumbai and i teach does not work out in mumbai then i have no choice but to switch okay i hope i teach you are listening to this episode open up a school in mumbai as soon as you can so that rohan can shift here and you can retain such an amazing employee and sadly the problem with mumbai is it cannot be anywhere in mumbai like i teach is planning to open up a school in malwani so that's like a different city all together <laughs> yeah. irrespective whether it is in mumbai or not it's all together a different Haan. city from the locality where i live in so going Haan. to malwani and coming back from it every day itself would take 3 to 4 hours uh which is mm-hmm. not practical so it has to be in mumbai and it has to be in an area which is conducive to traveling hmm hmm having too much expectations but i'm sure those expectations will be fulfilled you have one more year to go uh, it's instead more months so why one year 10 months the academic year has just started so you have time i hope cool. they will open cool. up a school maybe somewhere in malad or something like you malad or navi mumbai also works so they have opened up two schools already there is okay yeah 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 so there are two schools Where? So one is in Panvel, the other one is somewhere Haan. in Navi Mumbai. Dude, why are you there? Correct. So <laughs> <laughs> the problem is like it's not on paper. Like it's a partnership with the hmm. Navi Mumbai Municipal Corporation and Panvel Municipal Corporation, hmm. where these corporations are going to pay mm-hmm. half the amount, and we are going to raise funds for half of it. Um, so it's a partnership. Now for this partnership to hmm. exist, it has to be on paper, right? There has to be the sign stamp of the commissioner and all. So that's not in place. Hmm. But all the meetings, negotiations are done, and they are in the final stages of getting signed. The tender coming out, we filling the tender, hmm. it getting passed, so on and so forth. So it's in the final hmm. stages. Um. So in a way, we already have two schools. It's just not just not on paper. Hmm. um but mm. yeah, i wonder if just these two schools will suffice or not because i'm assuming all the leadership positions of these schools will already be filled hmm 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 the reason i'm still here why did you be... not apply for this ha huh? why did you not apply for those leadership opposition uh, positions 
So last year I had made a three year strategy for my school vision 2025. So just making that strategy document and leaving in between would not make sense. Ideally it would be great if I'm here till 2025 and seeing that vision come alive for my school. But hmm. if not 2025 at least working on it for one and a half year so last year ka half year and this year's entire academic year so that we get to some place near that vision this by the end of this year hmm. i feel like would be a good thing to do okay but then why do you want to come here why can't you stay there till 2025 matlab that's two more years but yeah you want to be in mumbai as soon as you can perhaps Correct. there's no end to it so unless and until you put a deadline to mm-hmm. it you'll never come back Mm-hmm. If if twenty twenty five, then mm-hmm. why not twenty twenty seven? Let me build a little more depth in that community. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me mm-hmm. me bring some transformational change in that community. So on and so forth. There's no end to it. Correct, correct. But I hope ten months is a good enough time for all the tenders to be passed and the formalities to be done. So that. But I'm not looking at those two. I'm not looking at those two schools anyway. I am hoping that more two schools open up. in which mm-hmm. i am placed in one of the schools that's my hope these two tenders my senses will get passed and there two school it is already named for these two schools um and it will continue as it is maybe they will leave that's quite unlikely like when you take up the school okay. leader position mm-hmm. the commitment is minimum 3 mm-hmm. years so i'm assuming they must have given 3 okay. years of commitment to that school that's quite unlikely unless and until they are like really really sick and are in the hospital for the entire year only that's the case i can imagine mm-hmm. where they will leave or else in general these school leaders will have minimum 3 years of commitment uh before taking up those roles so okay. they leaving is quite unlikely okay okay cool so let's hope two more new schools open up maybe one in your locality only so perfect. you can just to walk to school perfect cool cool so is that it that is all yeah great great topic it seems you have been thinking about this topic for quite some time because that's the difference between you and me i just a topic comes to my mind i note it down but you seem <laughs> to be noting it down and again taking notes on what you'll be talking about looking at it from different lenses all those deep stuff good cool 